I steal from the children at a children's mouth. From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. We've returned from our ride break, and boy are we famished. Please join us as we resume the discussion of amusement park and fair foods. All right, number seven. I cannot pronounce. I think it is the name of like a stand. It's at Epcot. It's Copa and then D-E-L-I-Z-I-A. And I'm assuming it's Italian, the pronunciation, because it's a gelato store. So basically, this is about just all sorts of different types of gelato, and they recommend this particular one. Are we getting into amusement park ice cream yet well yeah are we at that point have we have we it's on the list we 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 abandoned the breakfast lunch dinner format so go for it are we peaking early yeah no because i have strong feelings about yeah all right then i think to heck with a gelato gelatos are the ice cream of the past and present and i think that when you're at the amusement (laughs) park you can really only get the ice cream of the future We're talking about Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I love Dippin' Dots. You're a Dippin' Dots addict, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god, I love Dippin' Dots. <laughs> yep. So much. And the best part is, is we're still waiting for them to arrive in their final form, because their slogan is still ice cream of the future. They're always <laughs> going to be the ice cream of the future. My favorite is the ice cream sundae flavor, which is weird because I don't usually like ice cream sundaes in their natural state. But I love them as a dip and dot. I like their mint chocolate flavor, but I do like the ice cream sundae flavor. The other thing that I like is the fact that if you get more than one flavor, you can mix them together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. properly mix without like a cold yep. stone slab, you know? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the, I mean, dip and dots. All, I mean, let's assume you're at an amusement park or a fair. It's probably warm-ish at least. So you get the full experience with dip and dots. You get the the initial scoops. Like stick to your tongue because they've still just, you know, got, they're still frozen in that way. And then slowly it starts to melt and the edges start to goo and congeal together. And ah, mm-hmm. uh, the flavor actually changes, I think, when it transitions. It does. Between the two. It's just, I, I'm sorry, Dippin' Dots is my favorite ice cream anywhere. I, I've had better ice creams. That's not the point. If I'm, if I'm gonna buy, if I'm gonna get a fair or festival food, Ice cream before I die, it's Dippin' Dots. I have some bad news oh. for our British listeners and really any of our European listeners. Uh oh. Oh no. According to DippinDots.com, there are no licensed Dippin' Dots masters anywhere in Europe. Wow. How depressing. But if you are any of the following countries, you can get them. You got South Korea, Philippines, Japan. Australia, the United States, Canada, Vietnam, China, Taiwan, Russia. Oh, Costa Rica and Chile. Sorry, they cut the list off on me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. If you like, here's an image of, from their website of where they have like where they sell stuff. And if you picture the, the typical 2D picture of Earth, you know, with North America on the left, Africa in the middle and Australia on the right. There's a, a divide. Mm-hmm. You get across the Atlantic and they stop. There's nothing in Western or Central Europe or Africa. Um, and then you get over towards uh, middle of Asia, uh, India, Russia, it picks back up again. Whoa, what's going well, on? Maybe it's a shipping thing or it's an EU regulation thing. Maybe they don't pass EU standards. <laughs> I got excited because I searched for Dippin' Dots and the autofill was London. 
So I clicked it, mm-hmm. thinking excited. Same. Nope, London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, no. That's just depressing. That is. Anyways, back to how great Dippin' Dots are. Uh, if you ever make your way over to America and you're there and you see it, make sure you get get a, get, get a large. It's worth the extra investment. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It they is. are they are expensive because I mean you've got the general amusement park markup and I think the only place I've seen them outside of the amusement park is occasionally at a movie theater. Mhm. Yeah. But totally worth it. Or the zoo. Absolutely. Oh yeah, the zoo. That's true. Oh yeah. But absolutely worth it. But I guess for the for the topic that's on the list gelato, I mean I I'm not really going to turn down gelato or ice cream at a, no. of any kind. The whole genre no. of frozen dairy. I'm down for Actually, it at an amusement park. One of my favorite ice cream shops was available at one of the music festivals I went to when I was living in New York. It is a delightful place called Egg Lou. Oh. It's usually based in Chinatown. And it's okay. the puffed waffle. Instead yes. of the compressed, it's little tiny pockets. And so it's little bubbles. And then they wrap the ice cream kind of in this like waffle like a crepe, mm-hmm. and then they decorate it with whatever, so you can get like pocky sticks, ice cream, sweetened condensed milk, which isn't always at every other ice cream place. Um, and hundred percent, I would eat that all day. It's not a replacement for Dippin' Dots, but they're not usually at the same place, mostly because yeah. it's very New York specific. But you can get that in London as well. But I've never seen it at a festival or anything. I've just seen the shops. I was I saw it and I was so excited. It was like the beginning of the day. I'm at Panorama, like all all prepped for a music festival, and I was like, "Egg Luzier, oh my goodness!" <laughs> I will say. Generally, an ice cream is a good thing at any sort of amusement park. Mm-hmm. Going back to Disney, which is, you know, I guess the one that most people think of when they think of amusement parks. I will say that the Mickey Mouse ice cream bar that everyone knows, the one that's chocolate and vanilla, Mickey's face with the ears that are dipped, mm-hmm. I do love me one of those. They're a classic. They are a classic. And luckily, you can usually get them in a... Like you can get them in some grocery stores. You can usually get them at an ice cream truck or things like that. Mm. Yeah. But I, I just, ice cream in general, delightful. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Anytime. Another thing that you can get, it's more area specific, is water ice, which is a sort of Pennsylvania, yeah. New Jersey thing. And that is very refreshing and nice to have at an amusement park after you've been walking around in the heat. And it doesn't settle too heavy. No, and I do like it because it is not cream-based, which is nice. Yeah. Unless you're getting the, is it gelato, which is the ice cream with the custard in between the um, layers? I forget what they call it, but yeah. But regardless, if you're getting that, obviously that has cream in it. It's but like, I do That's like, a soft serve. Yeah, in between. it's, it's a yeah. custard, which is like different than the usual froyo, frozen yogurt. Sorry. Yes. Abbreviated well, that one. But it's, it's what, because custard is more of a... a a local term. It would be what most people know as a soft serve ice cream. I feel like so. there's tastes a little bit more high end than a regular soft serve. But it depends on how you make it. Because not all soft serve is frozen yogurt. Mm. Some of it is made as though it were a regular ice cream. Yeah, I'm just thinking about Dairy Queen. Like a Dairy Queen versus a Rita's. Oh yeah. I think that's because I don't think Dairy Queen uses egg. Yeah. If I recall. Yep, that, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
it, I always find it weird when people call it a frozen custard because most high-end ice creams will use a custard or a creme anglaise anyway. One would hope. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's just funny because I, I did notice that with people who are not from the Philadelphia area, if you say custard, they get very confused. Yes. Apparently in Vermont, they say creamies, and that's just weird. That's really weird. So It's a bit vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> but for for our listeners who are not who have not experienced water ice, it's sort of because it's really not something you get outside of that area. Yeah, and I feel like we should clarify that we're not talking about the like little Luigi's ones that are in those like white cups with the spoon with the like wooden spoons. No, it's not. It's not like Italian ice. It's it's almost. It's like you took a sorbet, froze it, and then ground it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that's the only way to describe it. Yeah, because Rita's is technically the sign technically says Italian ice, but it's not. No, sorry, that was a uh, that was a tangent from the list there. Heritage avocado toast. Yeah, yeah. So getting back getting back on track, I think the next one is probably a fan favorite for many: deep fried cheese on a stick, like a like a mozzarella stick. Yeah, on a stick, but on a stick, like a corn dog, but it's mozzarella. Hmm. No. No one's heard of this? Yeah, I mean, I've I've had it. I love it. The same place where we used to get the fried um, cheesesteak or cheesecake. Is it like a wedge of cheese or like a rounded stick? Like, what are we? We'll send you. I have not encountered this before. Well, speaking of, you can get basically corn dogs with cheese inside. Yes, that I that I do know. Or or cheese with like a corn dog batter, but this is more like a mozzarella stick on a stick. Sticks on sticks. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a mozzarella stick, but she thick with three C's. <laughs> she thick with five matzas. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love these um, on their own. Uh, if you got a dipping sauce, they're good with like marinara, the classics. Uh, mustard is nice as well. Sometimes mustard pairs well with mm-hmm. cheese. You could have a nacho cheese dipping sauce for your cheese. And if you go to Korea, you can get some really entertaining versions of this. Yeah, they do some very interesting things with corn dogs and. Fried cheese. But this is the kind of thing that I could do midday and it'll be okay. Like it's not, this isn't going to weigh me down too much, but I'd also Mm -hmm. happily split it with someone. For me, this is going to be too heavy. You want the cubes, the cheese cubes, so you can like get like a pack of eight and you split or something. Yeah, I've had the, the deep fried cheese before and I love mozzarella sticks. Don't get me wrong, but the deep fried cheese, especially if you're in the sun, is not a good for me. Not a good situation. So is that a, is that a yes or a no from you? Uh, That's a no from me. Retro denim jacket. Yeah, it's a just on lactose intolerance alone. Um, it sounds like a a dangerous proposition, if you will. <laughs> oh no, for both of you. Okay. All right. All right. So the next item on our list, and listeners, we've noticed that there's quite a few items on the list that are quite similar to comments we've already said, as in there's other heavy meals, which we'll probably have similar commentary on. So for the moment, we're just going to go across some additional highlights here. There is apparently s'mores, but they're not like you usually think about it. Uh, This is from Disney Hollywood Studios in Orlando. It's more like a ravioli pocket that they then fill with the s'mores and other other sorts of fillings. So that's something I would try. I've never had it, but I would try it. It's more like what I would call like a mountain pie, where you'd cook it over the campfire in the two metal plates. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) 
you can do dessert. Well, it's just two pieces of bread and two hot plates. You fill it with like cheese and, and tomato sauce if you want it like pizza-y. You fill it with s'more stuff if you want it desserty. You clamp them down, you cook them over the fire, and it's delicious, like a toasty. All right? <laughs> <laughs> they look delicious to me. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I would want, I kind of want to try this. I kind of want to try making s'mores ravioli mm. i'm not a huge s'mores fan and i don't like fried oreos so i have reservations about this oh i love s'mores yeah i absolutely mm. love s'mores when we were in korea and this was not the time unfortunately with retro denim jacket so she missed out on this but we did get the frozen s'mores and that was delicious and that was sort of a street food thing that i could easily see having at an amusement park or a festival I really feel like, you know, Dippin' Dots are so beloved. They really need to work more towards breaking into that frozen world. Yeah, everything frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticking with the desserty type theme, we've got churros on here, which um, I quite like a churro. Love churros. I love churros. Churros are one of those things that I can have whenever. Yeah. So I haven't had churros at an amusement park, but we have had them in street fairs, mm -hmm. and they are delicious. No, but I've, I've seen them at, yeah. Oh, that's true. I have seen them at amusement parks. Oh, yeah, I have too, but I've just never had them there. The only downside is that people start to, people look at you weird when you, like, <laughs> run out of churro, and then you, but you still have a little bit of chocolate, and you start just going in with your finger. You've got to kind of find a, a somewhere to hide away. Yeah. Why do people got to be so judgy about that? Let me stick my I'm not, fingers in chocolate in peace. I'm not wasting my chocolate. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Actually, when this was like going around Pinterest and a huge thing, the red velvet churros. Oh. I did make those at home once with the cream cheese filling. How'd it go? So good. So good. Mm. They were kind of a pain in the butt to make in that churros are a lot of work yeah and getting them to keep their shape is really hard but in the end super tasty super tasty hmm. i haven't tried the red velvet ones no and now when it comes to churros do you prefer the chocolate dip or the caramel chocolate depends on the day <laughs> i'm usually a caramel person but it really if there's a chocolate day i'm going like whole hog face in cup <laughs> i usually like the chocolate because it tends to be a very dark chocolate which is so underrated why aren't more things yeah. dark chocolate i don't know so many people turn their nose up at dark chocolate you're really missing out on a delicious chocolate conditioned from birth to have the sweeter cheaper to produce ones yeah it's big chocolate's fault big chocolate <laughs> big shock I, it's got to be dark chocolate for a churro because it's so yeah. sweet it has to offset it has to yeah. balance yeah that's the thing is with the caramel you need to be aware that you are adding sugar on top of sugar so you gotta want that mm. a, a nice cup of actual hot chocolate where it's nice and bitter yeah oh yeah it's good too a nice slow sipping chocolate mm. i do mm. agree actually churros go very well with even if you don't want to have them like if you don't have a dipping thing they go very well with a, like a nice <laughs> drinking chocolate mm -hmm. even if you don't want to have them i've brought you to this amusement park you're having the churros <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me i won't do it <laughs> All right, we got two more items on this list, and then um, we've got a couple of topics we definitely want to cover. So we have, uh, this was mentioned earlier, I think, by Cobra uh, Kombucha as giant turkey legs. Yes, giant turkey legs. My only reservation with the turkey leg on a day out is they can be very heavy, very big. I love them, but I don't often get them because they're 
it's too much protein they, on a stick. <laughs> yeah, they they are a they are a share between two people type of a situation a lot of times. I don't know what genetic mutation turkey those come from. And I would say that amusement parks are one of the times when I kind of throw away the whole where is this coming from mentality and just go, "Eh, it's all fake." <laughs> they are very heavy. So they are not a get-all-the-time thing. But there is something really fun about the massive smoked turkey leg, very Henry VIII Mm -hmm. gluttony thing that just fits with an amusement park. I mean, you're not eating anything healthy. You're just, everything is over the top. Everything is extra. Give me a giant dinosaur drumstick. Do you think someone's like secretly breeding dinosaurs somewhere and they're just specifically used for just turkey legs? Just for turkey legs, yeah. So the, the research department has, has done some legwork in here but as to how the, where the turkey legs come from. So it's generally, the general consensus is that apart from like medieval feasting and jousting events, uh, the modern large turkey leg drumstick uh, originated from uh, Disneyland and they were apparently debuted in the frontier land at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, late 1980s. So apparently there's a lot of rumors that they're made from emus. Apparently that's not true. They are just from the male turkeys. I was going to say, I think if they were made from emus, they'd be a lot bigger. (laughs) And our final fact about turkey legs is that they are brined. Um, They are injected with curing salts. So basically they, they cure them just like you would a ham, which is probably why they look and taste a fair bit like ham. I will throw in a fun historical fact. I know that I am the one who said, you know, it makes you feel very Henry VIII. However, there would not have been turkeys during his time. So if you really want to feel properly Henry VIII, mm. get, get yourself a giant haunch of something, deer or boar, and eat all of that yourself and, and yeah. don't share it with the peasants. They didn't have turkeys? No, they're American and they were brought over later. Oh, well, my medieval comment's quite wrong then. Benjamin Franklin wanted to make the um, the turkey the national bird bird yeah. of the yeah. states the turkey. You yeah. think we would still eat it on Thanksgiving? The thing is that bald eagles taste a lot better. Is that why they're going extinct? That's a that's a that's a joke, listeners. In case anyone's gonna like really go at me, <laughs> we know we do not we condone eating eat, endangered species. We don't condone species. the the consumption <laughs> of endangered species. Well, the last item we want to talk about from the list here is funnel cake. So we we briefly touched upon it, but uh, yeah, funnel cakes in all shapes and sizes. Uh, They're specifically showcasing a loaded funnel cake, which has lots of other candies and chocolates on it. It's from Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So as you'd expect, it has lots of Hershey products on it. I prefer, as I said, just a a basic one with some dusted sugar. And that's, that's enough for me. Love it. I don't mind a loaded funnel cake because... I like sweets. However, they're difficult to eat. I do like the fact that with regular funnel cake, you just kind of pull them off. Like you pull off bits and eat it. You will be absolutely covered in sugar. Yeah, it is what it is. If you've, if you're purchasing a funnel cake, you know what you've signed up for. (laughs) You will be covered in powdered sugar. One of the things I find interesting about funnel cakes is that they're really not as sweet as they look. True. Yes. That's probably why I like them. I am a huge fried dough fan. And mm-hmm. the funnel cake, the powdered sugar is really the only sweet part. And it's just, it's not a lot in comparison to the fried dough. So it's not overly sweet. The biggest hurdle presented by a funnel cake is the amount of grease that you're going to have. Mm. Yes. Always get two or three paper plates with those bad boys. Yeah, you could probably wring them out. And napkins. 
I love funnel cake, though. I, I've, it really isn't that sweet, which is kind of nice. I mean, you obviously have the heft of grease, but I don't think everything you need to consume needs Mm-mm. to be sweet. And it's nice because if you have the powdered sugar on top, you'll get to the bottom where maybe you've hit your sweet quota and you still have the option of stuff that's untouched or doesn't have as much powdered sugar on it and you're not overloaded the whole time you're eating the thing. I also like that sometimes you can get them with cinnamon sugar instead and Mm -hmm. those are really tasty. Highly recommend. (gasps) Pumpkin spice funnel cake. Yeah. Is that done? Yeah. If that's not done, somebody do it and send it to me. No, that's a thing. Okay, good. Pretty sure. Listeners, we're counting on you. Find us a pumpkin spice funnel cake. Somebody send me some pumpkin spice funnel cake. We have made funnel cake before. It's not difficult to make, actually. The only thing is that it is frying, which presents its own dangers in the kitchen, so be careful. But it is quite fun to make. It's under the vegetable squash section on allrecipes.com, apparently. Why? Is it a pumpkin funnel cake? Let's find out. I'm pretty sure I've had a pumpkin funnel cake. Oh, this is pumpkin funnel cake. Sorry. This, Mm -hmm. This one is not pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had a pumpkin funnel cake at a fall festival. Yeah, that, that would be delicious. Do you think they do Cheetos? You know, like they do like hot a Cheetos, Cheetos funnel cake? and then they do the hot Cheetos, like burritos, hot Cheetos, taco shells. You think they do a hot Cheetos funnel cake? So basically you grind up the Cheetos and then put that over top? No, I was thinking you somehow make that into the batter, but maybe- Oh, in the batter. But you could do, you could crumble it over the top as well. I feel like usually for the hot Cheeto stuff, it's more the Cheeto dusting that's spread on it than the mm. Cheetos ground up. But there is like the hot Cheetos ice cream where the Cheetos are in the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that still doesn't make any sense to me. No. no. I love Cheetos and I do not want it in my ice cream. <laughs> I've never had hot Cheetos. I had them once. They're not... They're, they're fine. If you like spicier stuff, they're good. But I don't love a ton of spice. And usually when I'm eating Cheetos, I'm not eating them because I want spice. I tried one once. And the problem I had with it was that it didn't taste like Cheetos to me. That too. And my whole thing with Cheetos is that I like the the fake cheese. Yep. And it just tasted like burning. Yes. So I, I was missing the Cheetos flavor. Well, uh, yeah. So it's one of those things that you have to go in knowing that it's not going to taste like Cheetos. Yeah. Cheetos are their own. It's a different flavor. They're they're separate entities, yeah. And I do, I am a Cheeto hoarder. Like, I do love Cheetos. I've seen jalapeno Cheetos before. Yeah. I prefer regular Cheetos that are the really crunchy, craggly ones. I don't like the puffed version. It's not what I want out of a Cheeto. Mm -hmm. No. It's just why. But like the, you can get the puffed ones anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like Uts makes a good one. Like if you're going for Cheetos, you're going for the crunchy ones. You're there for the crunch. Mm. There's a pretty decent Cheetos knockoff that you can get in Chinatown here. If you're absolutely oh, I've had that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite as fake cheesy. No, it tastes more like real cheese. Yeah, I think they, I think they missed the artificial and <laughs> used real cheese. <laughs> I'm here for the chemicals. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> but they're quite tasty. So is that the list? Yeah, that's that's that. So I, I assume we're missing things. There are things that we think you need to have. Yeah. So I've got I've got something that we haven't talked about before that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is the gyro. I love getting some shaved lamb off of a giant turning spit into the pita with the garlic sauce, onions, tomatoes, cucumbers, more Greek style than, you know, like the kebab, kebab shop style. It's a different flavor, different spice mix as well. And I just, I love them. If they're they're around, I will get two. (laughs) One at the start and one at the end. 
<laughs> this is my to-go gyro. That's one of those ones, too, that <laughs> I never know what the connect... Connect? The correct pronunciation. The irony of me messing up correct pronunciation. I think by all technicality, it's supposed to be like gyro. Yeah. But for the sake of all Americans everywhere, we've just made sure that you can just say gyro because everyone else is just going to bastardize it. Well, and I have heard so many different things. Also, they're the that Greek sandwich people. That Greek sandwich. <laughs> There's that crazy sect of people that call the gyro hero, whatever you want to call it, sandwiches as like a hoagie. And you're like, who are you? They're very separate things. Yes. Yeah. Though I could probably do an entire rant on different words for hoagies. So <laughs> for for anyone who's not from Mid Atlantic, she's talking about subs. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just sorry. If you're going to come into town and ask for a grinder, it's going to be hot. Grinders are hot, not cold. No. A hoagie or a sub is not a grinder. Hoagie is just such a weird word. It's a, it, Where did it even come from? <laughs> I don't know, but I really like it. Also, it forces you to say everything with a Philadelphia accent. There's absolutely no way you can say that word without having a Philadelphia accent. I don't know. I think I get... Do I say it with that much of a Philly accent? I'm going to have to listen back to this episode and let everyone know. (laughs) Because I don't say, like, forehead or orange or water. Water. Bagel. Ugh, that bagel. (laughs) What? It's a bagel. (laughs) Eggles. My mom does a good version of the Eagles chant. (laughs) but yes um gyros are are one of those they are very tasty and they're not always super heavy and they're like one of the only things you can find in an amusement park that has actual veg on it yeah that's true i like them yeah they're not heavy because you're not getting it's not the same as like getting a kebab in london where that is just going to put you down for, like, you go into a coma for a couple of days. It's mm-hmm. not like that. They're much lighter. One thing that is heavier, but is definitely a group thing, is a blooming onion. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those are very good. a good blooming onion. And that is... I know that you can get those at a couple of restaurants, but for me, I associate that as, like, a festival or a fair food. They're just so tasty. Yeah. I mean, they're absolutely horrid for you. Do not eat an entire one yourself. No. Um, you will no. shorten your life expectancy. Yeah. But they are a good sharing food. Yeah. I love onion rings. Like, I rarely eat them because they're a little bit harder to find, especially good ones. Mm-hmm. But a bloomin' onion is like the posh cousin of onion yeah. rings. <laughs> yeah. And a well-done one. Like, because I, I hate when you get one and it's not done right. Yep. So difficult to do at home. You really do need, like, a massive vat of ridiculously hot oil to get that working mm-hmm. yeah it's just something about the outside being nice and crispy and the inside being really really soft and pull away mm-hmm. it pulls away from the, the stem and that whatever the dipping sauce is i don't know what they typically is there's a white one and a red one or like a pink one they're both yep. delicious i don't know what's in them it's best not to ask the d- internet debate on gyro versus gyro is is still raging it looks like the general consensus is that it is gyro but that gyro is also more commonly referred to in america because of the way we pronounce words like gyroscope things like that oh yeah mm-hmm. so that's think yeah yeah, this is the this is the original GIF versus GIF debate. Well, there's also someone someone arguing about that native Greeks wouldn't have pronounced it with a gyro like from antiquity. 
but it evolved into the gyro, and it would have been gyro back then or something. So the answer, listeners, is not sure. Call it what you like. You probably should call it gyro. I will probably still call it gyro because I grew up with it being called gyro. If I was with somebody from Greece, I'd probably say, hey, sorry, how do you pronounce this? <laughs> See what they say. <laughs> Just play dumb. <laughs> and to be honest, what you're, what you're getting at a, at a fair or an amusement park is probably a, a very bastardized version anyway. Yeah. It's like American Chinese food. Yeah. Or like... It's its own thing. Tex-Mex. It's no longer <laughs> food from where it gets its name from, so you might as well just use the name that everyone's going to understand. Yep. One thing that you find a lot at amusement parks and fairs, but I do not agree should be there, is pizza. I understand why you say that. I'm okay with a slice at a at a park or a fair, but I, I understand. Yeah. I understand why you feel that way. I understand as well, but it's kind of nice to have it as a backup in case everything else fails. <laughs> it's really hard to make a really terrible slice of pizza. Like they're usually passable, <laughs> but like. <laughs> But like if I'm walking up to some kind of food stand and I'm seeing flies on the condiments and I'm like I can't Are you do that. Actually and getting a pizza at that food stand though? No, because there's usually a separate pizza one. Oh, I feel like they're I see not usually saying. at the same place. Flies on the mats. So I, I I agree, but at the same time, there's not always high quality stuff around. I feel like it's there because there's always going to be the people who won't eat anything else. That's also very true. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be pandering to people <laughs> who can't branch out. <laughs> it's not exactly like you're asking a lot of somebody at an amusement park, oh, well, there's no pizza, you're going to have to suck it up and probably have a corn dog or a hot dog or fries or chicken nuggets. Would you eat deep fried liver and onion bites? Ew. Hard pass. I'm sure somebody would eat them. Yeah. It's like Scrapple. I love Scrapple. There's always someone that's going to eat yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so, the spice mix, it's not, uh, for listeners who haven't had it, it's it's a bunch of stuff from mostly pig. It's leftover bits together. And then they heavily spice it. Uh, and then you, you slice it up and then pan fry it usually like Spam. So it's kind of like Spam. But the whatever they put the spiced in it, it's not spicy hot, but I love the combination of spice in there. I feel like it's one of those things that they could sell Scrapple Spice and you could put it on something else and it would be much more delicious. I feel like cold brew kombucha just got sneezed on or something. Uh, I had to take something away from Arthur and get slobbered it. Because <laughs> he thinks he's a dog. Tina was drooling on me last night on the couch, so. Yeah, Arthur drools on himself. I think Scrapple mix or Scrapple Spice is literally every spice in the spice cabinet, though. So the spice and the meat match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's like black pepper, garlic, salt. There's probably, like, celery salt in it, too. Oregano, MSG. Probably not MSG. I think that still has a bad reputation. That's another, that's another subject. My big ones. I really like the fried cheese on a stick. I really like a gyro. A gyro, a gyroscope, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> alligator bites, yeah. I probably, uh, you know, unprompted, I probably wouldn't shout out alligator bites. Or would I? I've lost my train of thought. That went south in a hurry. Well, I was going to say, the thing about alligator bites is that it's not usually readily available everywhere. No. So if yeah. For most stuff, the stuff I think up off the top of my head is the things that are consistent across places. Yeah. It's not the one time I found Egglu at a festival, it's like... I like my funnel cake, corn dog if I can find it. And Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots, yep. Dippin' Dots. Yep. 
There's also the whole idea of it being seasonal because Mm -hmm. obviously amusement parks, they're traditionally just summer. I know a lot of amusement parks have extended their their opening times over the past, you know, couple of decades. So now some are open later. There's quite a few amusement parks that have special Halloween situations, so Halloween-related foods. Mm. And then you get your different fairs and festivals. We mentioned the June Fet in our amusement park one. But the, you know, the fair that we used to go to at uni, that always happened in the autumn. So that was more pumpkin and apples. There's a lot of harvest festival type stuff up in New England. So that's very apples, pumpkins, squashes, the apple day. So you get all of those. And then you get things like the winter ones, winter wonderland, things like that. And that has a very different set of foods. Yeah. Sausages, pretzels, raclettes. Yeah, yeah exactly. The warmer Spiced foods. Spiced wine. Exactly. Yeah, mulled a mulled yeah. wine. Yeah. I'm here for you the mulled wine. can't go to a winter festival without getting a mulled wine. As long as you're of age. True. Caveat this. Or the hot chocolate with Baileys in it. Oh, yes. But I'm not about to order that in the middle of the summer. Exactly. It's not going to be available either. No. But then I'm probably going to eat slightly heavier things at those. So I'm okay with getting cheese covered potatoes and sausages and things like that because I know that I'm not walking around in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to stay warm under my thick jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> and also um, uh, pretzels. For me, I always associate pretzels with winter festivals. Oh, I could eat them all year round. I have no problem with that. <laughs> well, if you'd like a wonderful recipe on how to make delicious soft pretzels, head on over to the blog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. We're back on the train. <laughs> I will eat them all year round, but as far as getting them at Affair. I always associate them with sort of the beer tents mm-hmm. at fairs. And for some reason, I feel like the beer tents tend to be more wintry. Yeah. I think it also pretzels are very area specific. So like to find one in London, you're going to have to go to a beer tent. Mm-hmm. But if you're pretty much anywhere in Pennsylvania, they're going to sell them all year round. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what state soft pretzels are least popular. Do you think that's a Google search result? Oh, uh, Probably. Which state eats the most pretzels? It is apparently Pennsylvania. Ooh, history.com has a, has an article titled The Pretzel, A Twisted History. That's great. <laughs> I don't think we're going to easily find rankings. Oh, wait, U.S. Consumption of Pretzels 2020. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. It appears to be a survey, U.S. Population, Do You Eat Pretzels? Yes or No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds detailed. (laughs) I mean, there's quite a few no responses. It's almost 50-50. But why would you say no? For me to say no to that question, I would have to actively dislike the product. You know what I mean? Like, if you put, oh, I don't, I don't eat pretzels every day. But if you put one in front of me or the. or I'm at a I'm at a party and there's pretzels. I'll have some. You don't. It doesn't have to be your favorite food. It just like, would you eat them? Yeah. Our our you've been recording too long. Timer is going off and he's licking my leg. So does that mean that you have an interview from the field? Do we have our our fair food correspondent available? I think it's going to be a popular segment. Can I ask how you feel about fair food? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot of opinion. That's a lot. Yeah, I think that that was thorough reporting. Yeah, back to you in the studio. I did not expect it to last that long. That was quite long. That was a good interview. (laughs) 
Well, on that note, we are coming to the top of the hour for today's program. So I want to thank you all for listening in with us as we meander through uh, all of the stalls and, uh, at the fairs and amusement parks and sampling all of the, all of our favorite delicacies. We're quite full. We're quite full. We're qu- <laughs> So if you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating. Uh, remember to also follow us and hit us up on the blog at hipsteratthome.co.uk. I think that'll wrap it up for today, so take care. Bye. Bye. Churros. Churros. All right, all right, all right. So we'll get the turkey leg, the churros.